Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Can the righteous do? All of you all in here, you're sitting here today. How many of you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? All right. Guess what? You're considered righteous. Now that you've accepted this Lord as, 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 uh, as Savior, question is, you see the foundation being destroyed. What are you supposed to do? How are you going to conduct yourself? How are you going to handle yourself? Because God's not looking at the world. The world's going to be the world. Sinners are going to be sinners. Heathens are going to be heathens. But will the Christian be Christian? Will the Christian be Christ-like? Will you stand on God's word in times like these and trust God? Because that's what it's going to boil down to. Where is your faith in God? Or is your faith in the system? Or your faith in the police officer? Where is your faith? Is your faith in, in the black power movement? Where is your faith? Because it's going to be shaken. God's allowing that. If you've got too much pride, it's going to be shaken in these last days. If you are a fearful person, you're going to be shaken. You're going to be afraid for your kids to go out. You're going to be afraid to go to sleep. You're going to be afraid to do this. You're going to be afraid to do that because fear would dominate your life. God is allowing this because he has to get you back to where he wants you to be before he wraps this thing up. So you don't have a choice. So in times like these, what can or what should the righteous do? Should I pick sides? How do I handle myself? What do I do? How, is there any hope in Scripture for me? Is there anything that I need to know? So, the Word of God says that we must live by what? What's the righteous to do? You hear that? So, with the foundation being destroyed, God is calling for the righteous to live by your faith. Stand on your faith. Hold on to your faith. Don't let go of your faith. Don't you quit. Don't you give in. Don't you bow down. Don't you stop living by faith. So, what is faith? advanced information that we receive from God for us to act upon. That's what faith is in a nutshell. Something God told me in advance that I must do or act upon so that I can get the rewards from it. Faith will always reward them. The Bible says he will reward those who diligently seek him, but those that come to God must believe that he is God. So when you act on your faith, Something God told you in advance. That's why it's so important to read your word. In times like this, there's no need to be getting scared or falling out and all this stuff happening. No, this is a time for you to get close to your word, get that word into you so you'll be able to stand. You've got to be able to stand. So if God told me it's going to be okay, you know what? I've got to stand on that. And, and Isaiah, God told the king, say, Hezekiah, Unless you stand firm, I can't help you. He told that to Hezekiah. Hezekiah, I know the army is coming against you, and they're threatening to destroy you and wipe you out. And unless you stand firm, I cannot help you. So God's saying with all this stuff that's happening in the world today, all this stuff that you're going through today, all this chaos and riot and coup attempts, all this stuff that's happening, unless you stand firm, my people, the righteous ones, unless you stand firm, I can't do nothing for the world. Yeah. They got you, didn't they? Uh-huh. You weren't ready for that one. So God is looking to work through us. That's why you're under attack. That's why the devil got you thinking so much about you and, 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 and getting you selfish, because when you're selfish, you can't talk to God about what's going on in the world. You've got too many issues. Why do you think you have all those issues? The devil wants you to have them. He's giving them to you. He's strategic. He knows God wants to work through the righteous. So let me get the righteous bogged down with issues so that they won't pray, so that they won't seek him. And then I can destroy the foundation of their homes, of their lives, of their children, of the world, of the community. I can destroy it all. Why? Because they're selfish. They are selfish. Uh And when the church wake up and realize it's not about us, we're going to turn the world upside down. Before we get to people housing with demons, the demons are going to leave. They will run away because they know the righteous are on the way. 
We're moving to that time, people, when you would decree a thing and it will come to pass. You're going to get words of wisdom and words of knowledge that you're just going to know how to conduct yourself and how to handle yourself in certain situations. People are going to look at you with amazement like, that didn't come from you. You sure are right. It came from the Holy Ghost who lives within me. Everybody freaking out around you say, hold on, I can handle this. No, we got this. Why? Because we're the righteous. David said it best. He said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. In times like this, baby, you got to know that you will not be forsaken. All hell could go on in the world, but guess what, baby? You got it made. These are benefits for being righteous, being in right standing with your God. Stop worrying about all the hell that's coming at you and know the God who's on your side. Because he promised you that what? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Baby, it might come at you, but it won't work. All the, all, the best we can give it is say that's an attack. <laughs> it's just an attack. That's all. This shall not prosper. Devil, you can form it, but it won't work. You can spend all that time building and fabricating and putting that thing together. Just in the morning time, know that it's going to be towed down. My joy cometh in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we got to take the advanced information that we receive from God and act upon it. Amen. We do have advanced info. We've got some advanced info. In the next three chapters, I'm going to show you some stuff, and, and, and I want you to be able to get it because it's very, very important. In, chapter, in John, he talks about it. Jesus started giving us some, some truth in John, chapter 14, 15, and 16. Watch it. No, go back. Let me explain to you what, he, what he's doing. In chapter 14, and I want you to hear this because it's advanced information, he's going to tell us something in chapter 14. In chapter 14, Jesus tells us he is the way. In the last days, people are going to be confused about the way to Christ. You know, what's really going on in the world? How do I conduct myself? How do I handle myself? Am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? Jesus said, I'm the way. And if you're going to be with me, I'll lead you. Yes. You don't have to wonder about how to do this and if you should be with black lives matter or police lives matter or blue lives matter or gray lives matter. It won't matter because you're with Christ. Now, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Mm-hmm. So he said, I'm the way. Stop worrying about it. I got this. I know the way, and I'm telling you, I am the way. Stop looking for the government to help you. Stop looking for the police to, get, to pull you out. God said, I'm the way you're going to get out of this. I'm the way you're going to get through this. The government can't help you. What you got going on right now, if, you get, if the government help you, and most of us, well, oh. Most of us fail, to, for, fail for the trap. Sometimes we need help, sometimes we don't. And sometimes when we fall for the trap, we end up letting the government help us, and then we get lazy and we start doing things that the government wants to do, and then the government pull out on us, abandon us. But God will never abandon you. Now, his ways are perfect. He's not going to go so fast because you're in your mess, and he's not going to be so slow that you're going to like, oh, God, I'm through. No, he's going to be right on time. Amen. In chapter 15, he tells us to abide in him. I don't care what's going on in this world. I don't care what it looks like. You got to figure out how you're going to stay in him. There's going to be all things trying to pull you out. There's going to be all things trying to get you to come outside of the norm and do what what you normally would do, wouldn't do. You got to abide. You got to make a decision right here, right now. No matter what goes on in the world, God, I'm going to stay in you. Because the devil's going to try to pull you out. What would it take to pull you out? What is it that you want so badly? That you'll lead Christ to get it. Is that man? Is that woman? Is that money? Is it those drugs? Is it alcohol? What is it that you want so much that you'll lead Christ to get? I guarantee you it's going to be offered to you. We're moving to some dangerous days, some times full of trouble. In chapter 16, he's going to warn us not to what? Abandon the faith. Meaning that there's a possibility that some people will abandon the faith. They'll give up. They'll quit. They'll stop. This thing is too hard. It's too much. I throw in the towel. Have you ever felt like quitting? Don't answer that one. If you are a Christian, trust me, 
you felt like quitting. If you're a true Christian, <laughs> you're a true Christ-like, you, will, you have gotten to the point where you want to ask, Lord, let this cup pass from me. And now I know we do it a different way. We say, Lord, come on back. <laughs> come on, Lord. Come on, get us. You know, that's, that's our way out because we're Christ-like. You know, that's throwing in the towel. And you got, I get like that. I'm like, Lord, sure, you come back right now. I'm, man, I'm all right. You know, I ain't worried about the motherfucker. What am I doing, being selfish? God said, well, I want to give them another 20 years. Woo, God, gee, do they need that long? Because hmm. I'm saying it does not mean that God has finished his salvation process. There's some others out there who need salvation. And I cannot be selfish enough to the point that I want him to just come back and get me and mine when the whole world needs him. All right, so here we go. Um, John chapter 14. Verse 29, we're going to look at these scriptures I just gave you. He's telling this so you can have faith. In John 14, 29, I have told you, watch this, he's telling you something. I have told you these things before, before, before they happen, so that when they happen, you will, what, believe. He's telling you this so you can have faith. So God steps up, Jesus said, I'm telling you these things, I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they happen, you might believe. You might believe what? That you can have faith in me. That I know what's going to happen. Nothing is taking me off guard. I know what I'm doing. I know what I put in place. And it's going to happen just the way I said it was going to happen. So when you see them happen, don't freak out like the world doing. You're righteous. You already knew it was going to happen. You knew there was going to be race riots. You knew there was going to be issues. You know there's going to be some nuclear bombs going to be let off. Oh, you didn't know that. Yeah, it is. It is. People are not going to be knowing they're going to drink water, they're going to become sick because of the nuclear radiation. We know these things. Oh, boy, your faith just flew out the door, didn't it? No. He told you these things before they happen, so when they happen, you don't freak out. You know that all lives matter to him. You know he died for the world. So you don't need to be tripping. You can watch the world talk all that mess and do all that thing and call all that riots and all this, all this stuff and everybody act a fool, but you ought to be cool. Amen. There's a God on your side. Amen. Amen? And watch this. John 15 and 4, he says this. He's telling you so that you can what? Keep the faith. Now that you, you've got it, you see these things happen. Oh, I believe I got the right God. I believe that the Bible is true. All right? Now... You got to keep that that you believe. He told them this in John 15 and 14. This is how you're going to keep it. Remain in me. Don't forsake the church. Don't stop reading your Bible. It's a dangerous thing when you feel like you don't need to read your Bible. And some of you here right now haven't been reading your Bible. You're walking in danger. You're not abiding in him. In times like these, you need to abide in him. Yeah. You don't know when your attack is going to come, so don't wait till your attack comes before you decide that you want to get equipped to fight. Okay. It would be crazy for me when and, and Mike Tyson in his, well, I wouldn't fight him now, but in his glory days for me to just step up in the ring and I ain't worked out, I hadn't lifted a weight, and I'm standing there, somebody coming in with some, I can't even see his socks. And he's ducking and doing all this stuff. And he looked like he don't care. So I'd be crazy at least not try to prepare myself for it. If I know I got a, 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 a guy that knocking people out in the first round like he was doing, I need to be ready. I don't need to be going around, playing around with you and talking about how, watching his videos and talking about, oh, but boy hit hot. No, I need to be out there hitting something. Get yourself ready before you face your enemy. You know trouble coming, so you're going to wait till it gets here. We always mess up as Christians because we're lazy. We give the devil a head start. Yeah. And, baby, once he gets a head start, you're trying, to, you're trying to play catch up. And it's very difficult to beat the devil when he gets in the natural. Yeah. That went over your head. It's hard to defeat the devil in the natural. Yeah. So what are my options? Keep it in the spirit. Walk in the Spirit. 
and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You won't give the devil avenue to get to you. If you fight him in the spirit, you will win. But we get out of the spirit, we get in the flesh, we start thinking about us and what we want, a little extra sleep, a little folding of the hand, and then what poverty will pounce on you. You get lazy. The devil don't get lazy. Amen? So he's telling you, remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit of itself. You cannot do anything of yourself. Why? Because you really don't know what you need. You really don't know. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. You can't have what you want unless you stay in me. If I got you this far, what makes you think I'm not going to take you all the way? If I already know what's going to happen, don't you know I've already planned on how I'm going to make it happen in your life? Just stay in me. Stay in your word, and I'm going to guide you because I am the way. Stay in me. Stay in the word. Keep reading the word. Well, I don't know what to read. Read something. Just get in his word, and he will guide you. Amen? Then he goes on down in verse, 50, in verse 11. He said, again, I have told you these things. Do you see he keeps saying, I told you these things? He's warning you. He's letting you know, don't freak out. Not only did I tell you, but I'm telling you how to get through it. In other words, I'm giving you a test, but I'm also giving you a cheat sheet. I'm giving you all the answers. This is an open book, baby. Get in the book. Get in me. I have told you these things so that you will be full of my joy. Don't expect the world to give you the joy. Don't expect to be happy with the world. The world give it. The world can take it away. <laughs> Amen? Yes, your joy will what? Overflow. You hear this? I told you these things so that you can have some joy in me, and not only joy, but I want it to overflow. Overflow why? Because others are going to need it. There are some people who are assigned to you, and not all of them are assigned by God, they're allowed by God, but your joy can overflow on them. Amen. And it can change them. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, boy. This is my commandment. Did you hear what he just said? Now, the way you're going to keep the faith, you have to be obedient to his commandment. Yeah. Well, what's the commandment? There you go. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. The same way I have loved you. How did he love us? So he demonstrated it. He laid down his life for us. He stopped being concerned about himself and concerned about what made us happy, what we needed the most. Mm, that's too heavy. We'll have to take on that one in another session. This is the greatest love. Of, this is no, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. What do you mean, that I need to die? No, listen to this. Stop being that fool. Stop being foolish. Stop acting like the sinner, like the heathen. Lay that mess down so that others can follow you into the truth. No, you can't smoke that. No, you can't drink that. No, you can't hit that. Why? Because I laid my life down. Not what I want. Why? Because I got some followers who are following me into the truth. And I don't need to confuse them about my lifestyle. So I make the sacrifice. I give it up so that they can have it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. This ministry is a ministry designed to, to pressure you. Pressure builds character. I'm telling you now, you can't be the old person you used to be. Now stop cussing folks out. You got to stop acting like you don't know Jesus. When somebody's saying, I thought you was a saint or I thought you was a Christian, you ought to drop right there and say, Lord, forgive me. I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. 
You're slipping every now and then. How many of y'all slipping cup? Don't raise your hand. Oh, boy, I got you there. I mean, y'all hands that went up quick. Man, I tell you something. When you're in God's presence, you just automatically tell the truth, don't you? Yep, that was me. Caught you before you knew it. All right. So God wants you to lay down your life. Those ways that are not pleasing to him, those ways that are not fulfilling, those ways that are causing others to stumble. He said, I need you to get rid of that stuff because other people are watching you. Amen? All right, here we go. Now. He told us so that we would abandon our faith. In John chapter 16, here we go again. I told you these things. You see it? Every, every, every passage he's telling I'm telling you something. I'm giving you some knowledge. I'm letting you know what's up. I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. Baby, the time is coming where everything is being shaken that you're going to want to quit. You're going to want to give up. You don't want to throw in the towel. Why did I bring Mike Tyson up? Because I saw Mike Tyson in his heyday, but I also saw him at his worst day. The boy was bad. I mean, everybody was nervous. Every time you're going to fight Mike, man, 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 shoot, dude. Mike take him out the first round. Then he met this guy named Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas knew he was going up against a warrior. And what y'all don't know, Buster Douglas was praying, interceding, talking to Jesus Christ. Y'all don't know that night when he was in that fight, he got in the, in the, in the camera. He said, I promised Jesus Christ I was going to knock him dead on his, and he cussed. But I, I heard that, and I said, whoa, that's how he did it. Buster Douglas trusted in God, and he laid the giant out. Now, the giant hit him and knocked him down. But Buster like, uh-uh. Is there anything left in me? It's time for it to show up. Baby, the devil may knock you down. He may get you in your, in your, in your moment where you want to cry. You want, That's okay. That's okay. I'm not taking your, te- your tears away from you. You can cry. The Bible says Jesus wept. The shortest script in the Bible, but the most profound one. Jesus wept. He cried. But when he got through crying, he realized that he was in a warfare. The biggest enemy of all was showing himself strong. And Jesus went up to Lazarus' grave and said, Lazarus, he was so so anointed, he didn't even talk to death. He said, Lazarus, come forward. He got through crying. He said, you know what? It's about business now. I ain't got to deal with the death. I'm dealing with life. Lazarus, you come forward. He didn't even address death. We've been at death, I rebuke you. No, no, Jesus, I ain't got time for that. No, I'm touched, I'm hurt. I got to call Lazarus back to this life again. He's far better off, but I got to call him back for y'all. And he cried. And death was no problem. (laughs) He didn't even address it. Lazarus, come here, boy. That's power. So, baby, when you get through crying, it's about business now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People see you crying, you say, you know, you, and then you, you start, you know, when you, you start getting yourself together because you get yourself in your mind first. You start telling yourself, it's all right. That's all right. You know how y'all used to fight? You know, you're like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. You know, okay, here we go. All right, all right, I got this. You know, you start taking your earrings out. <laughs> He starts setting stuff aside. You know, he'll pull my jacket off. Okay, all right. Because we're going to go now. Mm-hmm. I draw the line right here, right now. And that's what you're going to have to do with this faith of yours. You know, the devil got you and pushed you up in this corner. He done told you this. He done told you that. Okay, okay, okay. But now some word rises up in me. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I've been abiding in him. All right, devil. Come on. You know, it's on now. And you end up slaying that giant. Baby, all you need is one victory. And then you're going to start believing that you can have all the victories. Just get past this one and don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. Wait and see what the end going to be. Amen? I've told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. For you will be expelled from the synagogue, the churches. Folks are going to kick you out of churches. Uh-huh. 
I'll leave that one alone. And the time is coming when those who kill you would think they're doing God a service. You got ISIS cutting folks' head off now, thinking they're doing Allah a service. They think they're doing God a service. Dude, you're going to step into eternity with this blood on your hand. You're in some serious trouble. Mm-hmm. I already know I got the right God. Why? Because he told me these things were going to happen before they happened. He told me don't abandon my faith. He told me to keep the faith. I see why I need it. So now, guess what? I'm sticking with Jesus. Amen. You can serve Allah if you want to. Amen. But I have some proof. The fact that he changed me let me know he was real. Amen. Allah didn't do this. Buddha didn't do this. <laughs> Muhammad didn't have nothing to do with say about it. Mm-hmm. All right. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, <laughs> he didn't say if they were going to happen. That's why I say there are some difficult days ahead. There are some perilous times that we're living in, and they're going to get worse. Okay? When y'all hear about them riding and stuff, keep your cool. You knew it was going to happen. You knew this. All right? So that when they happen, you will remember my warnings. I warn you about that. Why are you freed up? Oh, what are they going to do? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. My kids are out there. Well, hold on. Hold on. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. I got this. Calm down. Chill out. They're going to be all right. And God got a way of letting you know it's going to be all right. Ain't it, Miss King? God will let you know it's going to be all right. I can't tell about our kids. I'm going to say it the right way. They ain't listening. My wife and I, we had been praying, praying about our kids. We joined together and prayed the prayer agreement. And that night, somebody called us and started telling us about some things, that a visitation that my kids had. Told y'all a couple months ago, they're going to be all right. Now, I ain't going to tell you no more than that, because I know you want to know. But it was, it was a deep visitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. God can do it. He can do it. He can do it. And not only can, he will do it. Now, I'm going to leave that alone because I don't want to get into too much, but, but I'm, I'm going to use a little slang. The boy bad. And they, he, he, he bad. Do bad. He can do what he wants to, when he wants to, how he ever, however he wants to. I can hear him now saying, I can hear him saying, for I am the Lord God, and I change not. I'm God Almighty. I'm God by myself. I don't need no other. Than, huh? All right. All right. <laughs> boy, I can just, boy, I feel like just hitting a demon. Who got one in there? <laughs> I want to cast him out. Don't hold on to him. I'm, a, I'm about ready to get rid of your devil. <laughs> You might not be able to handle yourself after you leave here today. Get out of here, devils. <laughs> ah. Mm, 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 mm. Man, man, man. All right, let's try it. Uh, mm. Yeah, boy. This, this, this is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now. So that when they happen, you will remember my warnings. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a little while longer. But now that I'm going away, I'm going to tell you the truth. These things are going to happen. And they're going to shake you. But he goes on in that chapter, he said, but I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. But I'm going to give you the power that you're going to need to fight and stand your ground in these days. I'm going to tell you the truth. The Holy Ghost don't put up with no mess. 
I told you before, Jesus said, I will dwell, I, you know, I'll dwell with you and I'll be with you always. The Holy Ghost step is on say, wait a minute, let's get this straight. I'm not going to dwell in no unclean temple. Mm. You need to get yourself together. You want my power, you better act like you want me. Because me and my power, we are one. You want to be delivered, then come out of the mess. And I will deliver you. I will set you free. But you got to want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. All right. All right. Give, give, give me another slide. I don't know where I'm at now. So, here we go. Follow me next. Is it stuck? All right. Here's a point to remember from last Sunday when I gave you. All right. Matthew chapter 24. You know, I told you there was going to be race riots. Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine and pestilence, and earthquake in diverse places. We ain't seen nothing yet, baby. We ain't seen nothing yet. But watch this. And I'm not saying that you don't, that you should not put up you some rations and stuff like that, but your faith better be in your God. Because if you own somebody over there with a generator and the lights go out, you don't own somebody that got some light, and they, you don't own some, some house that they can still smell chicken cooking, and they hungry. You ain't figured that one out yet, hey, huh? Uh, you over there cooking it. And, and, wait a minute. It, it, you, you know, somebody got light. Well, let's go visit them. Then what you going to do? No, your faith better always be in Christ. Now, I ain't saying you can't stir up your no water and stir up your no rations and live three or four more days. I ain't saying you can't do that. But your faith better be in God. Because when people get hungry, they move into a survival mode. And when people get into a survival mode, they're thinking about soul survival, not your survival. So these things are going to get rustled. You better have your God on your side. Amen? But nations will rise up against nations. That word there I told you last week was, was, was in the Greek. There you go. The word in the Greek was ethnos, which referred to a people. The same race, nationality. All right? So we saw that last week. So guess what? The black going to fight against the white. The white going to fight against the black. Hispanic going to fight against the Chinese. The Chinese going to fight against the Japanese. I mean, it's, it's just going to be crazy. These things are happening right now. And Jesus said, I told you they were going to happen. So why are you getting nervous? Why do you have to even decide on if you're going to be with Black Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter? Amen. Why can't you stay with God? Amen. And know that your life matters. Amen. How you live matters. Amen. Because the world needs a guidance. They need somebody to look to that know the way. And you just happen to be the one. Amen? Amen. All right, watch this. So what can the righteous do? Here we go. Get ready for this because you're not going to be able to handle this one, okay? Well, you should be able to handle this because you're Christians. So with everything going on out there in the world, and the one thing that caused all this stuff to come to surface is that how black people were being treated by the police department. So how am I going to handle the authority? I tell you what, they better not throw down on me because I'm ready. You ready what? Ready to go, Jay? You know, they got these little things that they can call for backup. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? <laughs> Who are you going to call? You going to call Ray Ray Pookin' them? Mm -hmm. Who are you going to call? Who's on your, <laughs> on your 911 list? Uh-huh. No, we got to learn how God told us to handle this situation in this time that we're living in. So here we go. First thing you do, and I copied this straight from the NIV. Captions and all, titles and all. It's not down on my saying. Well, of course, I put that other little stuff at the bottom, but we'll get past that. All right? So what's, what's the first thing he's saying? It's respect for authority. What the righteous do? Number one, you're going to respect authority. This is coming from your commander-in-chief, not President Barack Obama, but from Jesus himself. Yeah. Jesus the Christ, the anointed one. All right? So everyone, some of y'all, everyone must submit to the governing authorities. For all authorities come from who? God. And those in position of authority have been placed there by who? God. 
No, I ain't pulling over. You better pull over. No, I ain't getting out of my car. All right. Answer the back up. Mm-hmm. Young folk, don't let that pride go. Step out that car and do this, and you go boom, boom, boom. It's crazy. It's scary out there. And you got to know how to handle yourself. No, man, I saw my partner. My partner didn't, my partner didn't go through that. Don't listen to your partner. Your partner get beat down just as quick as you will. Respect authority. Why? Because God put it in place. Now watch this. And this is my own, this is the author's persuasion, Pastor King's persuasion. God appointed a nation of leaders, but not always to bless the people. God allowed the police to be in place, and he appointed there, but not always to protect and serve. That's getting deep. There's some bad police out there. Yep. And God allowed them to be out there. He could have struck them down at any time. But he allowed them to be out there. Sometimes it's to judge the people or to get the nation ready for judgment. And y'all know we've done some stuff that we should be judged by, but God got to let it get to the point where it's ripe for judgment. There's some things that God put in place where it's going to all come together and it's going to fulfill. Now, this is really deep, okay? Because God said it's going to be rising stuff like that. He uh, sat back and allowed these things to happen, allowed these crazy people to get in position and get them. I'm sure that there's some KKKs on the police department. And I'm even more sure that God allowed them to be there. Why? Because this nation has come up for judgment. So therefore, God allows these things to happen so that we can get ripe for the judgment. I don't believe that, Pastor. That's why I put you a scripture up here. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 5. The Assyrians was the rod of God. And you can look it up when you get home. I think I might have put it on the next slide. Not for sure. Was the rod of God used to punish and make Israel see their need for him. You know what's going on? God is making you see your need for him. Some of y'all praying like you ain't never prayed before. God, protect my baby. My baby, I don't drive. Oh, God, he's a teenager. God, she's young. You know, you praying like you ain't never prayed before. Mm-hmm. God's trying to show you your need for him because you've been independent. Mm-hmm. You celebrating your 4th of July without your God. Mm-hmm. The Assyrian actions were very wicked. Them, boys, them were some bad boys. They were so wicked that they got so much. They got, oh, boy, this is so deep right here. Do you, know, do you know where God sent, uh, what's his name, uh, to Nineveh? Jonah to Nineveh. Nineveh, Nineveh was, a, uh, yeah, Jonah. Nineveh, uh, Assyria was the capital of Nineveh. So God was sending Jonah down there to try to get some of these folks saved because he wanted to use these folks to punish his folks. And Jonah got down there and saw how wicked they were. He said, no, 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 no. These, these folks need to go to hell. These folks, these folks, these folks are some bad folks. And he didn't want to do it. But when he got through, he witnessed them. They started chaining them. They said, God said, okay, now I can use them. So he put a hook in their jaw and drove them out to Israel to punish Israel. But when they got there, they forgot about God. And they started dogging the people out so bad that they were serious said, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. God sent an angel through, the, through that camp that night and killed 100 and how many thousand? Y'all remember? 180-some thousand of them in one night. God said, I don't play. I put you out there to, to teach my people a lesson, and now you're going to try to wipe them out? They went too far. God ain't going to let the police officers go too far. They still on a leash. They can't do no more than your God allowed them to do. You're forgetting who's on your side. You're forgetting who orders you're following. Abide in him. And he will sustain you. He will lift you up. The Assyrian actions were wicked. 
God did not make them to sin. He didn't put the Ku Klux Klan on there and made them Ku Klux Klan for that reason. No, they chose it. And they wanted to infiltrate the police department so they can have some authority to do whatever they want to do. They may be in the military. They may be everywhere. But I don't care where they are, where they are and where they go. They still have to face my God. It was their choice which he permitted to help his people see their own sin. That police pull you over and you got some dope in the car? God allowed it to happen so you can see how wrong you were. So if you don't get arrested and talk too crazy now, you might grow up being a drug addict. This could cost you your job, and God, by his grace, stop him right there. Amen. Pull you over. Well, I wasn't doing that wrong. My taillight was out. Ain't nobody got taillight. Well, that's yours. And he pulled you over what we call reasonable suspicion, a reasonable cause. He had no business searching my car. You didn't have no business having no dope in your car. I don't care if uh, well, them places don't legalize cannabis. I don't care if they don't legalize it. Guess what? Memphis, Mississippi, Arkansas, wherever them places you go had not done it. Amen. It's called controlled substance. It's a substance that they got under control. So I don't care how much you try to say it's okay, you get pulled over. You're going to find out quickly it ain't okay in America. Not where you live. All right, now, let me go real quick. How many more slides I got left? Four more. After this one. All right, I think I can make it. All right. The Assyrians, and let's just say for the sake of argument, we're calling them the police. Let's just say that, okay? I'm not saying that the police are bad like the Assyrians. But I'm just using this as an analogy to get you to understand where I'm coming from. And this is a passage of Scripture. O Assyrians, the rod of my anger and the staff in thy hand is mine indignation. What's indignation? That's God's anger. That's with him. It's filled up so much that it's time for him to deal with it. Jesus' indignation showed up in the temple when he came in and everybody was selling this and they were selling that and they were doing all this stuff. And he just got so mad, he just started turning over the stuff and wasn't nobody about to stop it. <laughs> Who's going to run up and grab a hold of him and say, you can't do this? Huh. No, no, no. When God's in control, God is totally in control. He's never been out of control. I don't care what you think and how you've been feeling. So he said, Assyrian, I'm going to use you to show them my anger. You're missing it. There may be some bad polices out there. And God may use them to show you that he's not pleased with what you're doing. Oh, I know that's heavy. But let me keep reading this so that you understand what's going on. There's some bad polices. <laughs> you know I had to be in the spirit when I was doing, put all this stuff. All this stuff started coming to my spirit. But I would rather have them and not need them, than to need them and not have them. <laughs> There's some folks out there, when you look at them, boy, you're like, thank God for police officers. Because when I really need one, I want to call them to come on out. Rather than need one and can't call them to come out. You understand? So whether you like them or not, You'd rather have them there if you need them then. Huh? There's none of you all in here would say, I don't want a police officer around me ever. Because when you look at some of these folks out here in the street, you thank God for the police officer. You might not like jail, but when you visit the jail, you hear some of these brothers talk, some of these folks talk, you like, thank God that they got some penitentiary. Man, you crazy. I remember one guy told a joke about, man, did you have to kill everybody in the house? He said, well, they was home. <laughs> He's crazy. You killed everybody in the house, yeah, because they was home. You you need to be in jail. So I ain't mad at all police officers. I ain't, I'm not I'm not like you. I'm not saying I don't want no police around me. Yeah, police my neighborhood. 
Come and knock on the door, see if I'm okay. <laughs> Check on me. And watch this. Remember, and you say, well, these police are too bad. They don't need it. And God ain't going to put us in no kind of situation like that. Uh, he put his own son in a situation like that. Remember our Savior? You remember him? Jesus the Christ? Uh-huh. He suffered on a Pontius Pilate. Do y'all know who that dude was? Yeah. One of the worst Roman governors in Judah, in Judea at that time. One of the worst that Judah, Judea has ever seen. Judah had seen nobody as bad as that boy was. And he submitted himself before Pilate, shut his mouth, and wouldn't say a word. Sometimes when police pull you over, shut your doggone mouth. If he asks you something, yes, sir. If he says something, no, sir. Ah, oh, see, that, that's the same massive word. I ain't finna say nothing. All right. All right. All right. Pride always comes before the fall. God is true to his word. He's trying to tell you how to handle yourself when the foundations are being destroyed. This is how the righteous do things. We respect authority. I don't care how bad they are, how evil they are, we respect what God told us to respect. Your thing is to try to wake up the next day. You act a fool, it's over. It's just like that now. You're living in these times. Man, I remember watching Roots. If I had been back there, man, I did it. You did the same thing. Been picking that cot. Trying to see who can pick the most. All this crazy mess that you know, black power is. Yeah, you can have some black power, but your power better be in God. I know y'all don't like this. I know it, but that's all right. That's all right. Now, this is a note that I've got for you. Our government has authority from God. We're bound to obey them unless, unless, of course, they order us to do something that contradicts God's laws or God's will or God's purpose or God's plan. At that point in time, we, we, we lay out Acts chapter 4, verse 19, it says, let God be true and every man a liar. So when you tell me that I've got to go and do abortion and I've got to do this, I, I'm sorry, but I don't have to. Because my God has given me a law above that law. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So don't going to leave out here and say, I've got to do everything the government tells me to do. No, no. When the government contradicts God's law, guess what? I'm going to let God be true. Amen. The government don't have no heaven to send me to and don't know hell. No hell. Well, he can make a hell on earth, but he can't send me to a burning hell. All right, next. Romans chapter 13. I'm finishing up when I stopped off in the first part of Romans. This is, this is verse 2. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And they will be punished. When you rebel against the authorities, you rebel against put in place. And when you rebel against something God put in place, you're going to be punished. Children, young folks, when your mom and your dad set a curfew time, and you might be 18, 19, heck, you might be 12. If they say be in the bed by 10 o'clock, you need to be in the bed by 10 o'clock. If not, you need to get punished. And parents, we got to start being parents. Oh, that's another whole subject, ain't it? Don't promise your, don't promise your child something. Don't, don't be no mean old parent. Don't promise your baby something. Don't give it to him. If you don't be in that bed, I'm going to whoop your tail. Well, baby, you promised it. Man, you got to whoop their tail. Why? Because you're teaching them that the police say, get out of the car. You don't have to get out of the car. And the police going to fulfill his promise. I'm going to beat your tail. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you the truth. For all, for the authority do not, watch this, <laughs> for the authority do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. 
You know what? The other day I was driving down the police. I was driving down. I was driving down Goodman. I saw the police. Pull my feet up off that because I knew I was doing wrong. <laughs> I knew I needed to slow down, but I was trying to get back to the house. And when I saw him sending the cut, I knew he'd be sitting over there. For some reason, my mind just went blank on me. But when I saw him, my mind got back in gear and just that quick, it sent a message to my feet, brag up. <laughs> so I got up that gas and I looked at him and I smoothed on by. Slowed my tail down. Why? Because I was in the wrong. Amen. If he had to pull me over, what you pulling me over for? I knew I was wrong. So I'm going to ask the question, knowing the answer? I knew it. And that's what God's saying. They strike fear in you, and that fear came out of nowhere. Just grabbed me. Pulled my feet off the accelerator. Because I knew I was in the wrong. Young folk, you driving down the street, you got some dope in your car, some beer in your car, and it's open and all that kind of stuff, you're in the wrong. So when they pull you over, you ought to be afraid because you're in the wrong. Can I search your vehicle? No, sir, I don't give you the right to search my vehicle. Okay. Can you send a canine unit down here? <laughs> I'm not going to search it, but my dog's going to get in there and tear everything up. Mm-hmm. I got rights. You have a right to remain silent. Shut your mouth. I'm trying to get you into tomorrow. I'm trying to get you in God's will. This is real Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. My time up, but give me five more minutes. Six. All right. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but for those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? How many of you like to live without fear that I don't want to be afraid of the police officer? Well, God said, then do what's right, and they're going to honor you. Well, Pastor, how do you say that? Because God's going to make them do it. Yeah. Me and Miss King, I was going somewhere one night. I didn't have my driving license on me, nothing. And I pulled out. I didn't, I didn't stop at the stop sign. I knew it. But I didn't know the police were coming down the street. And when I pulled out, and got down the street. I saw him turn around. I said, oh, goodness. And I realized I didn't have my license and everything. He's popping down the street a little bit. He was calling my license in. So don't think that, you know, you're going to outrun them. Before they turn their lights on, they already called you in, baby. So you run for nothing. All right? <laughs> so when I got down there by almost by Walgreens, I saw the blue lights. I said, oh, God. So I went on and pulled up. I knew I was in the wrong. I didn't have my license. I rolled the stop sign, and I didn't have my license. So when I pulled over, I'm just as nice. Hello, sir. Black power. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I did not. Bet not. Old folks say, uh, country folks say, bet not. I bet not. So I said, yes, sir. How you doing, sir? He said, license registration. I said, sir, you ain't going to believe this. So I lay right down the street right there. And I, mean, I was just taking my wife somewhere, and I just left my license at the house. And I, I don't know what all I said to her. You remember what I was saying? But I was like, God, dog. I'm trying to be just as nice. And he just said, you know what? He said, I'm going to let you go. Go, God. You know what I did? I don't know where I was going to take her, but I took her back to the house. <laughs> they ain't going to get me twice in one night. No, sir. No, sir. I carried her back to the house. I don't care what you, I forgot what she wanted to go do. It didn't matter to me. I got off. I was going back home because I wasn't going to try with the next police officer. I ain't no fool. My mama didn't raise no fool. Mm-mm. So watch this. As Christians, we should be. <laughs> so what's the righteous to do? As Christians, as righteous people, we should be the best citizens there are. We should be above the law. That's why the Bible said the law has no bearing to us. We're above the law. Why? Because you don't have to tell me not to steal. You don't have to tell me not to kill. I'm not going to do that. That's a, I'm, I'm beneath that stuff. That stuff that's, I'm above that stuff. That stuff that don't bother me. I'm a Christian. I don't steal. I don't kill. Amen. So you don't have to tell me about that law. You don't have to put a law on me and tell me not to steal, not to kill, because I ain't going to do that no way. Uh, we're above the law. We're honest. We give no trouble to the police. We pay our taxes. I heard people on this side say, man. Uh-huh. 
We pay our taxes. And most importantly, we pray for our leaders. Amen. Amen. This is the last one. I'm going to let you go. Last one. All right, I think. All right. Romans chapter 13, verse 4. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. I'd rather have them and not need them than to need them and not have them. The authorities are sent by God to protect you. They're sent by God for your good. Mm-hmm. Stop listening to everything. Do you know how much the news, you know how they get their ratings? From telling you all this crazy mess so that you keep watching? There's a little storm coming in about, about the size of a man fish. And boy, they out there with umbrellas and they talking about the wind blowing, trying to make, and they got a fan blowing on them. <laughs> Making you think it's getting all crazy outside. You start getting all upset. You start getting all, oh, baby, kids, y'all come home. Y'all come home. There's a storm on the way. Really? They blow stuff out of proportion. And then they try to find somebody who, uh, look, can I say this? If you ain't got, if you, ain't, if you don't have yourself together, man, don't come out with your wife beater on and tell you want you want an interview? I don't want an interview. <laughs> you come out with your wife beater on, your stomach, at least suck your stomach in. Because you're the very one they're going to pick out and put on the TV. You got one tooth in the corner. I'm sorry, I just got to say it. You know, you're gonna, you know they come to your neighborhood, at least get your wig did. You know you like the camera. You know you want to be on the camera. You know something just happened. Run in the house right quick. Get yourself together. And talk like you got some sense. You know, last week, <clears throat> so much stuff I want to say. Last week I told you, I, that's, that's, that's what we call, uh, I ain't going to even get in there. I'll leave that alone. I told y'all enough. Anyway. All right. The authority of giving a God's servant sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid. For they have the power to what? Punish you. To hit you with that stun gun. And if that don't work, they got a right to take it to the next level. And everybody I saw who were bad, when them votes ran through them, they locked down. That has to be some power. You don't have to get hit with it. Respect. Perhaps you don't know the people. I don't know the police, but I know God. And y'all don't realize, but I can hear you. I can hear. If they do hit me with one, I'm going to tell God. But I'm definitely not going to get. If somebody, if the police hit me with a stun gun, y'all, or shot me, y'all better know y'all can fight that case because, you know, I ain't act no fool. They're the ones that, that definitely need to be taken out. Not taken out, but, you know, God needs to take them out of, not you. Anyway, they are God's servants. Sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep your conscience clear. I tell you this, black lives matter. But you know how to, you got to know how to honor that life. And respect the fact that you are black. Amen. You are different. Amen. You can't get riled up. Mm-hmm. It's in our culture. So don't let your culture be your death. Amen. Act like you have been born again. Act like you're righteous. And God will exalt you. Amen. They do something against you. God would bring them to court for you. Amen. Recompense for recompense. They hurt you, God will make them pay. Yes. Do not take matters into your own hands. Amen. Bow your head. 
Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.